Hey, Cryptocurrent crew, I want to give a quick shout out to all of our content producers out there. If you're a person that is passionate about creating content around cryptocurrency, blockchain, fintech, and just helping people understand everything that's going on in this space, then I'm talking to you. We would love if you would become a Cryptocurrent contributor. If you go to our website, we have a form that you can fill out so you can start to share some of the amazing content that you are creating with our audience. So please sign up today and we look forward to working with you soon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today we have another special one for you. One of the things that I think is very important is looking to a path to sustainability and making sure that not only we're moving towards greener energy, but we're finding a way to keep our energy more sustainable. So not only are today's guests being able to speak to that, but they have something really cool that I think you're all going to be interested in learning more about. So today we have Alex DeCosta, who's the CEO of ACDC. We also have David Yee, who's the CCO of ACDC as well. How are you both doing today? Great, thank you. Doing really well. Thank you for having us. Uh, no problem. Well, before we dive into today's conversation, let's learn a little bit more about both of you. Alex, I'll start with you. Can you give us some background on yourself? Sure. So uh, I'm originally from Toronto, which is also where David is. Uh, I spent my career on the fixed income side uh, in banking. And so always focusing on structured products, securitized products, anything with a mortgage. Uh, and I eventually pivoted and was running ESG and impact investing um, at a firm where David and I used to work and really wanted to focus on thinking about how to finance more unique companies, earlier stage companies. And so that's where, you know, my introduction to the world of Bitcoin and the intersection of power really came to be. Awesome. How about yourself, David? Yeah, so I also have a, a finance background, have been uh, in the banking industry uh, for over a decade. I was advising mostly companies in the metals and mining space, but pivoted to, to cover the crypto industry. Um, and that's where I met Alex at our last uh, gig as well. So in that role, I was raising capital, advising a lot of crypto um, companies. And I got the bug a little too strong and decided to uh, to jump and, uh, and start up our own company here. Yeah, I, I find that a lot of people who, once they start doing research into this space, they go down the rabbit hole and they kind of don't look back. So what was that first introduction to the crypto space for you, David? Like, when did you first learn about it? And, and when did you decide, okay, this is the direction I want to head? Yeah, I, I'm not too proud of this history, but, you know, early, early, early on, um, like I said, I was I was covering the gold space, and when Bitcoin was first introduced, and that was probably in 2012, 2013. Um, and at the time, you know, it was there was a dark kind of shadow being covered on the space, and so it took me a long time to learn more about it. Um, but I, I've been introduced to it early, early on, and then um, as as it got more adopted, as it moved more mainstream and away from some of the kind of darker pockets of the web. Um, yeah, I, I totally got the bug and uh, have been supporting it ever since. Awesome. So it got in around 2012 and learning ever since. How about yourself, Alex? So mine's a little different. You know, I'd obviously been following it kind of from the beginning. A lot of my peers had, had jumped ship really early. And to be honest, I was skeptical um, because as David mentioned, it was these, these kind of dark spaces. 
and you know I'm I'm sitting here on Wall Street going that can't be real you know there, there's no way it doesn't make sense to me um, and so it was for me the the real kind of transition started happening in the late teens and I hate to say it like this but it was more about wow this isn't really going away maybe I should be the one learning a lot more about it um, and for me though the the true kind of aha moment was when I was start was able to interact with it in ways that I think were a little bit more comfortable to me. So actually David played a big role in that, right? So so this banking and relationship that we had and recognizing that a lot of these crypto companies, they have the same needs and the same kind of operations as many other companies. And the downfall was that they couldn't access a lot of the traditional banking sector in the same way. And so for me, all of a sudden it was, oh, wow, I've seen this before. You know, my, my background was in the mortgage space where you had brand new projects starting up and, and people saying, there's no way that that mortgage makes sense. Um, it's like, well, it can if you do it differently. And so for me, I think it was unfortunately having to be able to see something that maybe I recognized before I was able to really go down the rabbit hole. Um, but I'm glad I did. Definitely. And it's interesting that sometimes you have to have a friend, someone who's on the inside seeing it and being able to explain like, hey, like this might be something you really want to look deeper into. Uh, even myself, how I got into the space uh, I was working at an AI company and uh, first day on the, the job, I said, hey, what do you know about Bitcoin and Ethereum? I said, what's that? I said, look into it. I did and kind of gave me some good first steps and, and went down the rabbit hole and haven't looked back. So it's 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 cool to have someone on the inside that can kind of help get you up to speed and, and go from there. But knowledge is very important. So that kind of brings us into now with what you're building with sustainable sustainability and, and, and computing infrastructure. So you have Aspen Creek Digital Company uh, Corporation, which is ACDC. What is it and what are you currently working on? Sure. So ACDC uh, was really started with kind of two goals. <coughs> Number one was how do we capitalize on the massive power needs of Bitcoin mining to help stand up new renewable power projects? And then the you know, flip side of that is how do we really take advantage of these new renewable power projects to ensure that as a company, we have access to long-term cheaper renewable power, which really de-risks your profile as a Bitcoin miner or a hosting counterparty. And so that's what we set out to do is we really set out to think about how can we make sure that we can intertwine ourselves with the power side, in this case, predominantly solar development to help make sure that brand new solar is being stood up. So not just going and looking for an existing renewable power um, project, but actually being the reason that a brand new solar development is able to stand up and then always interacting with the grid, which then helps kind of the monetization of that solar. It helps make sure that we can be a lot more stable, et cetera. Um, but, you know, it was a new concept. There are varying degrees of people claiming that they are They'll use terms like behind the meter, vertically integrated, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but this approach of creating a company with the express purpose of being the catalyst for new power uh, is something that we hadn't seen in the Bitcoin space before. So taking that approach, trying to be the catalyst for power and even choosing solar, I think that's a very interesting uh, choice. I mean, sun's going to be here. It's going to be supplying power. And there's been a lot of turmoil around Bitcoin mining and how not great it is for the environment. So basically being able to find a way to turn it on its head. So David, can you kind of walk us through like 
what made you choose to go the path of solar and and how is it uh, also being beneficial for potentially for the environment? Hey everyone, just wanted to let you know about all of the amazing content that we're making for you exclusively over on YouTube. You can stay connected to crypto's top stories and trending topics with the Aftershock. Every Wednesday, join Cryptocurrent Steve Miller and myself for a brand new discussion on what's going on in the wild world of Web3. If you want to learn more about cryptocurrency and blockchain but don't know where to start, Crypto Decrypted will cover everything from basics and fundamental analysis to the advanced concepts of technical analysis. Join Chris K every Thursday exclusively on YouTube. YouTube to get this content. Finally, if you want to take a deeper dive into the world of NFTs and learn more about all the latest and greatest and what's happening in that space while capturing alpha, join Steven on NFT Thursdays exclusively on Twitter Spaces on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We hope you're enjoying our content. And if you're enjoying it, please like, subscribe, share, and leave comments so that we can continue to give you the content to keep you cryptocurrent. Yeah, so you know, solar is obviously one of the um, one of the options when we talk about cleaner sources of energy. Um, if you look at across the land, sorry, across the landscape, um, you know, we're, we're we're not solar only um, supporters. We love solar. We love wind. We love battery projects. We love other uh, renewable project uh, power developments as well. I think when we looked at the landscape and you saw nuclear as an option, you know, that's highly regulated very, very long development timelines. It just wasn't as actionable to build a business model around in the short term. You look at hydro projects, which are also, you know, great projects, but for the most part, hydro dams are being built um, where there is excess power available. And, you know, there are obviously other concerns around the viability of around the long-term nature around hydro projects. And they're extremely capital intensive as well. And so you need to have a very, very strong business plan in order to execute on that. And so how we kind of resulted on, on solar and then eventually wind is there are a lot of new projects being built um, across the world today. And there are significant advantages partnering Bitcoin mining with those developments. Um, so for us, it was really just a market opportunity. We saw that there was a tremendous kind of supply of projects that we could add value to. Um, and and we've kind of created a, a secret little mechanism, secret sauce for us to be able to go and do that, that I think others, you know, struggle to, to figure out how to implement. Um, that's kind of pulling on our vast experiences, people on Wall Street having worked on transaction structuring, working on legal structuring, you know, being able to take the lessons learned on what we've done in other industries and apply it in this new space and, and bringing a level of professionalism that I think um, hasn't quite been brought uh, into Bitcoin mining yet. So as a person who's listening to this, is the approach that ACDC is is taking is all of us have to use energy for our homes and, and everything else that we have going on. Are you then going to some of these potential energy providers saying like, hey, we have this extra solar. Hey, we have this wind energy. We can provide it back to your grid at this discount. Um, and and is, is that the sale or is it like, hey, we can do that. We also with you helping us, we also can provide Bitcoin to you. Like he kind of walk us through that of like, how, how does that structure work? Right. So if I'm in the middle of Tennessee and I am a power energy company and you're like, Hey, we actually have these things. Here's, here's how we can help. How, how would that work? Sure. So the way that 
power developments typically operate is that if you are a solar developer, as some of our founding partners and equity partners are, you know, they will go find a site that is first geographically appropriate for solar. And then you will go to the, you know, the local grid, the utility and say, I want to stand up a very large project, 200 megawatts, let's say. And they might say, well, we're in the middle of Tennessee. Like we don't need that much additional power. So I'm glad that you find it sunny here, but we could only really use about 50 megawatts. And so that's actually why this company was started, was the solar developer has two options there. They could say, okay, I could build a smaller one and I could sell it just to the kind of local grid. Or I could build a bigger one, but I'm going to need to find somebody to take that excess power for now. And so that's where we step in. There are areas where you're going to have some really large, very well-known corporation that wants to buy that power directly for themselves. And in that case, you're not going to see ACDC competing. You know, we're not taking on Google here. But there are interesting projects that are maybe really far away from kind of city centers where you would typically see, for example, a hyperscale data center, right? So that it doesn't make sense for Google to be there but we can operate a little further afield in West Texas or in Colorado, which is where we currently are. We're also outside of Houston. And so in that case, we'll say, look, I'll, I'll take the excess power and I'll structure what that transaction looks ahead of time so that you, solar developer, you know, have a better sense of how this, this project looks at the finish. And what the utility loves about that is that they know that we're going to take our share of the power they know what they can expect. And they also know, and this is, we're not the only ones doing this in ERCOT in, in Texas, but they also know that on days when the grid gets funky because of weather, because of nat gas prices, because of what have you, and power prices go through the roof, they know that we can actually turn ourselves off. And not only are we gonna give our power back to the grid, whatever we were meant to take from the grid, but we can also send back the entirety of the solar that we would typically be consuming. And so we are a net adder to the grid. And I think that that's what's really important about the story. And that's the kind of value add for ACDC as a company when we interact with these power folks. I think the final piece of that, and you're seeing a lot of Bitcoin mining struggling with this, is that if you show up in Texas right now, where it's already a little bit of a strained grid on certain days, and you say, I'd like to show up and I'd like to take another gigawatt off your hands. That's the last thing they need right now is yet another consumer of power that's going to shoot prices up. In our case, we're saying, hi, I'd like to show up and I'd like to bring you brand new power um, and connect it to you. And that's a very welcome change to the problems that they've been facing. Yeah, definitely is right now its own challenge and is going to continue to be its own challenge, especially as we get further and further away from crude. For your company and, and, and how you're setting this up, it's, it sounds like such a great value add that it's like, why wouldn't you want to do this? What's, what's some of the challenges that you're having to face while some of these things are getting set up? Whew. How long do you have? <laughs> Go ahead, David. <laughs> I mean, I think the biggest challenge really is just we're, we're kind of in uncharted territory in terms of how the grid will operate, right? Um, we have not had a system that has had a very, very large mix of intermittent renewable power generation. And so solar doesn't produce power 100% of the time and wind doesn't either. 
Um, it can't be relied on as much as something like hydro from a renewable standpoint, which you can obviously store in a dam and continue to use whenever. So I think what we're finding now is we have to work as partners with the grids and the utilities so that they can understand exactly how we operate, you know, how our solution actually operates like physically from a, from a engineering standpoint so that they can rely on what we're telling them saying, you know, this is exactly how we're going to behave in these types of events. So I think it's going to be a learning process. I, I think grids across the world are going to have to kind of struggle through this, right? Um, they're not going to get it perfect. And you see that in, in Europe, right? They, they made a big, big bet on renewables. And then with this war in Ukraine, it's, it's really, you know, hampered their ability to be able to be self-sufficient from an energy standpoint. So um, we, we need to make sure that as we're working with utilities and grids that we're, we're, we're kind of like an open book and saying, this is exactly how we want to operate. Um, and this is how we can be integrated within your kind of portfolio solution on how to provide power. Because the last thing we want to do is, is result in higher power prices, right? The, the goal of this is so that we can reduce power prices, increase grid stability, um, increase grid resiliency, um, and, and we ultimately be good, good stewards to, to our community. So with being able to provide this extra energy back, again, one of the challenges that comes up over and over again around Bitcoin mining is, is that it's not necessarily good for the environment. However, y'all have positioned it in such a way that you're actually making energy cheaper. Um, and then you're also in the background, you know, mining something that uh, I believe will have long-term storage of, of, of value. So as you're building this out, can you kind of walk us through like a, do you, for, for some of the locations that you have, I think you said Colorado and, and Texas and, and whatnot. Um, how have those operations been going? Can you kind of give us like a use case of, of, of how it's been? Sure. I mean, the, the nice thing is that this concept that we had down on paper is now coming to life. So perfect example is our second site, which is called Longbow. Uh, it is southwest of Houston. Uh, we had our first big test of curtailment, right? The ability to turn on and off um, over the holidays in December. Uh, as a resident, you'll recall, temperatures plunged. Uh, everyone was worried that we were going to have a repeat of Winter Storm Uri with prices going up into the, you know, many thousands of dollars. And so we made a decision to curtail and turn off. And therefore, we were not only not drawing on our allotted power from the grids, but we were pushing back all of the solar that we would typically draw to the local grid. And in this case, we're very close to Houston. And so we ended up contributing back enough power it was the equivalent of 10,000 Houston area homes. So, you know, selfishly, why did we do it? Well, because we we are drawing some power from the grid and therefore getting out of those power prices ways is a good thing for our business model. But it did have a material impact on the local grid, on those power prices and on the ability to power more things that need to be powered, like homes. So that's been really exciting. We also work really closely with the utility in Colorado where we have a little bit of a different model, but you know they can kind of tell us a day ahead if they're going to need our power. In that case, that power goes all the way to California. So you really are seeing a direct impact of our ability to be a flexible load. And I think what's really important here is that it is so easy to pick on Bitcoin mining. Everyone says, oh, it's terrible for the environment. Well, the reason people say that is because it uses a lot of power. I can tell you a lot of things that use a lot of power. I think that what's underlying here is this judgment of what is the power being used for. So if you want to take it a step further, 
if you don't want to get into a debate about Bitcoin mining, what you can get into a debate about is that we are proving out how to have a flexible load, a data centered right now that's for Bitcoin mining, interact with an intermittent power source, solar, and what needs to happen in order to make that a more dependable relationship and then build on that. What else can we apply that to? Bitcoin mining is just the science project. And so that's, I think, what's really exciting about this is that we are showing that we're having a direct impact on the local grid. And then we think about, okay, well, what else could this, this use case be applied to? Yeah, and one thing I would add is, I don't think we mentioned our typical structure. So usually when we build our data centers, we'll size the renewable power generation in excess at a larger scale than our data center. So for example, uh, at our Longboat facility, it's a 30 megawatt data center, but that's attached to an 87 megawatt solar farm. So while the sun is shining and we're producing 87 megawatts, we're sending 57 megawatts of power to the grid every single day, right? And so that is a net benefit in addition to you know, our ability to curtail is by virtue of us literally standing up the site, we've now you know, financed a project that's sending and adding an additional 57 megawatts, up to 57 megawatts of power during solar hours. And I think that, that makes a meaningful difference to power prices in that area. And I think what's really interesting about all of this is, and, and for your, the people who typically aren't in, in mining and, and aren't in renewable energy and can listen to this conversation and understand like, oh my gosh, like, looks like there are more than one ways to do Bitcoin mining and have it not just benefit the local energy by making it cheaper, but also can be a sustainable model that can, that can scale. For that person or a group of people who like are listening to this and they're like, wow, this sounds really cool. Like, and I either want to learn more or I want to find ways that like I can participate with uh, ACDC. Like, what does that pathway look like? So from a learning more perspective, um, you know, you can go to our, our website, acdigitalcorp.com. Um, we're on Twitter, uh, ACDC underscore HQ. Um, David and I are both on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. You can follow us there. I think from a, um, there's a couple of other ways to get involved. I mean, obviously, if, if you've got an interest in this, reach out to us. We're, we're growing pretty quickly. Um, we also are really pleased to partner with a couple of wonderful hosting counterparties. So if someone is really into Bitcoin mining, um, Compass is our largest counterparty uh, at our Texas site, right? They are Bitcoin mining for the retail community. So if you want to, you know, mine Bitcoin on your own and you really want to be part of the renewable play, you know, hit our buddies up at Compass. They've been an incredible partner. And I think they're really excited to be part of, you know, kind of something new. Um, for them, it's a great, you know, hedge on power prices, but it's also a really accessible story um, for the retail Bitcoin mining community. And, and also I think... So I just want to give a quick uh, shout out to uh, Compass Mining. I've gone to a couple of their uh, uh, networking events here in Austin and they've I've had nothing but you know, great experiences every time. So just want to quickly say that. Sorry, sorry to interject. No, no, no. Us too. Um, I, I think the last part is 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 getting involved in, in the dialogue, getting involved in the dialogue around Bitcoin mining, getting involved in the dialogue around power. I think, you know, not to make this political, but sadly, so much of this is getting politicized. And, and it probably shouldn't be. Um, power <laughs> should not be political. And so I think that the more we can kind of make these conversations mainstream, right? And it doesn't have to be, you know, oil versus renewable. I mean, hell, look at Texas. We're there. We're growing. 
they're embracing this new technology because they're recognizing that there is a contribution to grid stability. Um, I, I actually give them a lot of credit where, where they really are starting to embrace new technologies. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity for improved dialogue and improved understanding. I, mean, I think coming full circle, we said at the beginning, right? David and I, well, and you too, Richard, like our, our first introductions to Bitcoin were what coin? Right. And, and I think there's still a very large percent of the population that, that is there really doesn't understand it. And so it's very easy to discard it and discount it. Um, so I would say, you know, keep getting involved, bring it mainstream. Absolutely. Um, well, definitely thank you for the ways that people can go and learn more and find ways to get involved um, with ACDC. I want to wrap up with a couple of fun questions. Um, David, I'll pass it to you first. With all the information that you now have, having started ACDC, if you could go impart a piece of wisdom to yourself when you first started, what would you say? Oh, boy. Um, I, so I think just this, so taking a step back, this is the first time that I've ever um, kind of left the corporate world um, to, to start or to, to venture off into the startup world. And one piece of wisdom that I would say, and, and I'm very fortunate that this worked out in my case, is make sure you partner with the right people. Um, people can make every single difference uh, when you're starting a business. Make sure that they're people that um, you can trust and that people and are people that um, are willing to work hard and, and be partners with you. Um, that's, that's probably the number one thing that I've learned in this whole process is that uh, with a strong team, you could usually get through most, most issues. Awesome. How about yourself, Alex? Oh, I, I echo what David said. I would, I would add that um, you really, you have to believe in what you are doing. I think similar to David, I um, was very jarred by the transition from perhaps more frustration uh, to more anxiety and that anxiety comes from a place of me caring so much and all of us caring so much, right? Um, there, there's no moment that this company and this opportunity is not on our minds, um, in our dreams. <laughs> it's, it's a sad reality sometimes. Um, but the flip side is I wouldn't change it for the world. And I think David's right. Um, the people, when, when, when I am in the waking hours, I feel anything is possible because of this team. And it's also because I really do believe in it. And I think that uh, if I had gone to another opportunity just for a name, a title, or this or that, I would have been out in about two days. Um, so that's that's what I've learned. And I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to have learned that. I think those are two great lessons, uh, especially uh, for people who are listening to this, making the transition from your, your typical corporate opportunity over into the startup life, uh, whether it's in Web3, Web2, anywhere. Uh, has its own set of challenges. And so especially building and, and doing things bearish, bullish, market, all the same, uh, it is it is a grind. And uh, I think these are really helpful reminders. So thank you both for, for, those, for those comments. But we're going to go ahead and wrap up here and, and finish with some final thoughts. So David, I'm going to pass it to you first. And then Alex, you can bring us home. What is the final thought that you want to leave with everyone? Yeah, the final thought is... Um Every single day, we see more and more people adopting Bitcoin and we see, you know, more interesting use cases being brought up. I don't want to get into the weeds of kind of this new 
uh, inscription ordinals thing. But I mean, it's it's exciting, and there's always new innovations coming through. And and as the world continues to adopt them, you know, I'm reading reports, and you know, there's certain African countries that need to rely on Bitcoin. I think you know we're still at the early days of where we can be. So it's I remain very very optimistic um, about the future potential about Bitcoin. Yeah, I, I agree. I'll, I'll build on that and bring in, you know, a little bit of this new power technology into it. I think that the market that we all just survived last year uh, was an unfortunate kind of forest fire. And, and you see it every 10 years or so. And um, there's already some pretty cool new growth coming out. Um, but I think we had every opportunity to squash this Bitcoin thing once and for all last year. Uh, and that's not the case. Right, it's it is it is absolutely here to stay. It is a store of value. Um, it is a very very strong message that um, I think to David's point, there's some very cool technologies coming out of it, and I'm pretty excited to see how we can capitalize on that innovation to start bootstrapping innovation in areas like power, which have historically been so slow moving, so expensive, controlled by a couple of folks and just really having no room for, for true innovation. So I'm really excited to start seeing these two worlds collide a little bit more um, and, and what we can build from. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for what we can build. And I definitely appreciate both of your final thoughts. And um, for everyone listening, again, if you want to go learn more information, you can go to acdigitalcorp.com. Make sure you go check out all of their um, different social media links. Follow Alex and David over on either Twitter or LinkedIn. And if you want to get and participate, ask more questions, et cetera, make sure you contact them as well. Um, Alex, David, thank you again for being on the show, sharing all the incredible information. And as always, for everyone listening at home, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. This show and any other Cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from A. Bryant 41. You can tell that Richard has a passion for connecting the unknown to the listener. He makes crypto a lot easier to comprehend. It's one thing to know what crypto is, but to understand is what the podcast has helped me to do. Love it. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. We would like to give a special shout out to our Moon sponsor, Acacia Digital. Acacia invests in partners with early stage blockchain companies who are solving complex problems in large markets. Acacia partners with projects that have established technology and communities. Acacia supports public projects exhibiting strong momentum and capacity to grow into large markets. 
Acacia also directly participates in limited releases such as NFTs tied to unique experiences, access, or products. For more information, go to acaciadigital.io. Again, that's acaciadigital.io. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com.